This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, Cherries fans, and welcome to this latest opposition preview show here on Up the Cherries in all departments. Now, of course, our next match is in the FA Cup against Swansea City. It's live on S4C. If you've got the BBC iPlayer and can't make the game, you'll be able to watch it on there as well, albeit in Welsh. We do have a very special guest, though, with us. Now, there was a programme back in 2013 called The Call Centre. You probably can remember the characters such as Nev, Haley the Tea Lady, Griff, and of course, Chicken Head. And it is a pleasure to welcome onto the show Matthew Thomas, also known as Chicken Head. Welcome to the show, Chicken Head. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Excellent stuff, and thank you so much for joining us. So, I'll tell you what, let's start with the call centre. Um, of course, you're the star of the BBC programme um, that started in 2013, wasn't it, that it's began? Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I think it was 2013, yeah. And then um, they'd repeat, well, they'd series like 2014. I think there was another one, 2015 then, which I went in the 2015 one. Uh, that was the, uh, they went in. Yeah, I did ask, I, I was asked to go, but I never went. Oh, why not? Um, I, I finished working at the call centre after two or three years. And I don't know if you remember Twee that was on the show. Yes. The short ball guy. Um, he was a close friend of mine at the time. Um, and he set up a different call centre. So I went to work with him and Nev was on the phone, you know, can you come back, you know, to, to come to India, uh, you'll have this and that and this will be sorted. And and because Tui was a close friend, he set up a course and I didn't want to just like sort of like leave there because I'd only just gone there sort of thing. But part of me wishes I went, but then, you know, part of me, I, I'm not that bothered to be fair. I enjoyed the little experience at the time, but, you know, no, fair enough, fair enough. So, of course, your nickname is Chicken Head. 
but your real name's Matthew. Yeah. Go on. How did you get that name? How did you get it? Um, it was literally when I was about 15 or 16. Um, I was down my local football club at the time. And uh, I used to have my heat guns. When I was uh, a kid, I used to absolutely love Beckham. So, you know, yes. Beckham would have the blonde spiky highlights. I'd have the highlights. Beckham would have the Mohicans. I'd have a Mohican. So at the time, I had a Mohican. Yeah. Um, so this old guy, like a pensioner drinking on the club, and he just shouted, Chicken head passes my pint. And it just stuck from then. So, you know, chickens have obviously got that thing on the top of the head, didn't they? Yes. And, uh, and, and that's just where it come from. And like people were laughing and joke about it, call me chicken head all day that day. And it just sort of, I just, just stuck. And like I, like I said, when people call me math, you know, I'm like, are you talking to me? Because it doesn't feel right when someone calls me by my real name. That's so, you know, how, how did how... stick though? Because of course, you know, you must have told them, I, I'm chicken head. No, it's, it's like like I said, it was just uh, done the football club that day, and then yeah. people started laughing and joking at the fact that this pensioner had called me chicken head, just just this guy at the bar, and uh, it, it just stuck. And then you know people latch on to it, and then start calling you at first of all like taking the piss, and then it just sort of stuck, and then latch on to it. More people start calling you uh, taking the piss, and then it just ended up being my my, my nickname. It's just, it's like I should be changed to. Chicken head by D Paul, you know, it's weird when someone calls me Matthew. Well, um, let's go on to the call center. Um, when did you start working at Save Britain Money? Um, it was about 2011, so it's, it's a good while ago. Um, yeah, I was there about must have been there about the best part of about three and a bit years, maybe. Yeah, um, it was really my first proper sales job, to be fair. Um, I'd worked in Amazon for a bit. And uh, I just applied. I knew someone that was working there. I, I got the job and I just loved it. Absolutely loved it. The, the money was brilliant as well at the time because I was only young. I was, I was, I think I took the job when I was about 23, something like that. So it's a while ago now. I'm 36 now. It seems like a lifetime away, but you know, time flies by. Yeah, it does. And did you expect, did you expect when you first walked through the doors of Save Britain Money and met Nev? Did you expect to be a star of a TV program? No, it, it was a bit mental, to be fair. So uh, the reason I got the job was Nev was uh, in a relationship with a girl that I knew. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I got the job. Um, and I just got on like House on Fire with Nev. And uh, like I said, it's working there. There was talk of, or the BBC have been in. Uh, they want to have a look at call centres around Swansea. They want to make a document, uh, documentary type series based on call centres and cold calling and nuisance calling, as some would call it. Um, and they took a shine to our call centre, because at the time, Nev uh, was getting like funding from the government and grants, and he was getting funding to employ staff. And at, at one point, I think there was about six, 700 people working there. Um, and there was many different characters, um, and the BBC took a shine to us, and they just decided to make a documentary. And the film must have gone on about a year before it actually was aired, you know? Did you have to do uh, the Killers song when you first started, or did I that got, come in? I got to be honest, I hate the song. <laughs> and, <you> know, <laughs> it, it comes on now, and I'm sick of it. You know, I like, I like, it, it brings back memories when it comes on. Yeah, but it was it was overplayed. It was on all the time, even even on the radios now. Done by me, the, the wave and local stations, they still play it. You know, and uh, I'm I'm just sick of it, honestly. But uh, at the time, it was a good laugh and a joke, singing and dancing, you know. But uh, oh, when it comes on, I feel like switching it off. 
Well, you were one of the top salespeople in the call center. Um, how did you find it initially, um, you know, going into the call center and did you hit the ground running or was there a bit of a build-up? I've I, I got to be honest, um, it must have been the first few weeks. I, I, I didn't really like the job, but uh, I just sort of stuck it out and I was like 22, 23. Like I said, it was just at the time, it was just money to go out, money in your pocket, go drinking, partying, and I just sort of stuck it out and... I, I sort of got used to it in the end and I just became good at it and just my character, the way I'm on the phone. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's not a job for everyone. It can be very stressful. You know, you, you can feel like you're just quitting the job and like I can be like hot-headed, you know, and I just start throwing stuff and it, it can be that type of job. It can, yeah. it can mentally ruin you, you know, but then sometimes you can speak to some interesting people and you can have a laugh and joke with them and, you know, but that is very up and down, very up and down. It's not for everyone. I've worked in call centres myself, and I think that you do get those characters, don't you, in a call centre, where they just, they're just, everybody's different, aren't they, in there? Oh, and yeah. You just make friends for life, and you made a lot of friends for life in that call centre. Yeah, center, absolutely, yeah. One of those really, really good friends, sadly, is no longer with us, is Griff. Um, and I was watching some clips earlier on of what Griff used to do and like the initiation that he used to put through new starters um, was brilliant, you know, where they had to give him a call on his mobile. Did they firstly know that they were calling Griff? Yeah, no, no, of course not, no. (laughs) You you get a lot of people that will, uh, you know, they they think we're actors, so they think it's all staged, it's all set up and stuff. Yeah, okay, we, we, we do like the prank you in there but you know i'd probably say 90 80 90 percent of it was genuine whereas i guess so many people say oh are you an actor was it staged was it all set up it it was genuinely 80 90 percent i'd probably say you know genuine but they'd be the odd like sort of like 10 20 percent where they say oh will you do that again will you do this again or will you say this again you know so it was genuine but they'd get you to repeat it or say something again you know but of course, there is that famous clip um, where Griff co- is called up by the new starter um, and the new starter calls him Harry straight off, um, you know, and then he goes, no, it's Barry. And yeah. of course, starts going through everything. Um, was you there at the time? Can you remember no, I, that call? I wasn't because... Me and Griff used to work uh, literally sat next to each other. Yeah. Uh, I think this did affect the TV program, the series. We used to sit next to each other um, religiously every single day and, you know, it was such a laugh. But it got to the point where they had to separate us because mm-hmm. we, we could be hard work, I'll, I'll be honest. Um, but I think that it did affect the series because I think they'd have been better off uh, keeping us together because they did split us up. And there was like a lot of episodes then where we weren't together. Mm-hmm. And. You know, I'd miss it next to him. He'd miss it next to me. And it just wasn't the same. I completely agree. You know, with the people that I've worked with, and there's one person that I, you know, used to work with, a guy called Pat. And literally, he would make the calls out. And he would add in these strange words. And, you know, listening back to these calls. And nobody's ever heard of the word flapes or spingo cream. And you think, uh, Griff was exactly the same. I, yeah. I, th- there was this saying you used to say all the time, and if you thought something was good or you'd agree, you'd just go, um, uh, Bonnie the douche. 
I, I don't. I think it's from. Is this some like only fools? I think the yeah. the term and the meaning is shower cap. It literally means nothing. It's French for shower cap. I think it is. And he just goes, yes, yes, yes. Bonnie de douche. You know, and it's like pointless and meaningless. But he just or he's, if if a customer would say something rather than fair enough, he go, oh, furry muff, yeah, furry muff. You know. <laughs> Just like coming up with random shit, like I'm like, and I'm just looking at him, like, and I'm like, you're talking to a customer like that, and, and he, he genuinely is, but because they don't expect it, they don't, they, they can't hear you saying it, you know. It's what makes the call center, though, isn't it? That That is really oh, yeah. what makes it is people like Griff, you know, who are just have a laugh with the customers, and I'm oh, sure the customers love it. Oh, honestly, he was absolutely bonkers on the phone. He'd be talking about X Factor and what one minute, then he'd be talking about Swansea and uh, City and who scored this and who scored played. Oh, he's absolutely mental. He'd be talking about a boiler woman, he's talking about the X Factor in the next minute or something. Just bonkers, he was absolutely bonkers. <laughs> well, of course, um, you were known as a bit of a ladies' man in the office as well, wasn't you? Um, yeah, I was. I was. I, I, was just a bit of a, I was just a bit of an idiot when I was younger. That's why I think I was just, I was just like a lad, you know. You, yeah. When you're younger, you know, you drink, you go out, you party, oh, you play yeah. up a little bit, you know, you you show off, and you know, I was just, just a bit of a lad when I was younger. Yeah, fair play, mate. Fair play, but you know, it was it was a great program, and of course, uh, Nev again, sadly, no longer with us. Um, yeah. He's, you know, got to be one of the. Was he always an approachable boss, or was he sometimes, at times, strict? Um, he's he did have a bit of a hot head in him, mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of the time, you you know, he's very approachable. He would do anything for you. You know, um, he helped me a lot. You know, I had struggles back then with certain things like, um, you know, I didn't have a car because I was only like twenty two, and I used to blow my money on drinking, and you know. Mm-hmm going out gambling and just being a bit of an idiot and a lad. And, you know, he'd always pay for me to go to the Swans all the time. I'd free tickets. I'd go down the boxing. I'd free drink, food. Um, he'd, he'd, like, a brand new Mercedes and Volkswagen 3-litre. He'd, like, chuck me on the insurance and he'd let me borrow it. And, you know, just, like, helping you with a... I'd have a sub here and there, you know. He just... He couldn't do enough for me, honestly. He was brilliant. There was another clip as well um, where Brent actually parked the car into oh, the bush, in the bus. Yeah, yeah. Was that your car? Yes. I, a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that. The micro, <laughs> like, like I said, you know, the way Nev was, he always helped me out. And it like he sort of like took me under his arm, you know, because uh, I was friends with his partner. He sort of yeah. like look, looked after me. I wouldn't say better, but, you know, really well. And um it was his. It was his uh, brother's car. It was, and honestly, it was the car must have been about seventeen, eighteen years old. I think it was two thousand and I think it was a nineteen ninety seven car or something like that, a Micra. And yeah. uh, it, it, he, he gave it to his brother, and his brother literally used it every day to drive one mile to go back and forth to the shop. So I had the car like thirteen years later, and there was like barely two thousand miles left on it. So it, it was a great run. Honestly, I had it back and forth to work and that. It was done me done me great. I ended up giving it to Brent and honestly God, he smashed that thing up. Honestly, hitting curbs, pillars. He'd only had it a few weeks and it looked like a right off and he was driving it around with the like the 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 bumper hanging off and parking in bushes, hitting pillars. Just absolutely <laughs> mental. I remember as well Griff actually went in to try and get 
Um, <laughs> he tried to get a parking space for Brent as well, didn't he? Yeah. But did he ever hit anybody else's car trying to park that thing? <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't. Not not like I think of. But like like I said, uh, he, he was reckless with his car, and I'm I'm a shit driver. Um, but just mental. Hitting pillars, parking in bushes, hitting curbs. Oh, he ruined that car. And it was, I had the car and it was immaculate. Even the car was like 16, 17 years old. It was immaculate, it was. Of course, Nev was very well known for his slogans, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was, he was will, very influential, won't... inspirational. He'd come up with all these quote slogans, yeah. sayings, and yeah, they, they made sense. You know, the one that sticks with me is happy people sell. And, you know, it seemed like a happy workplace. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, if you if you start getting to that negative uh, frame, uh, you, you're not going to go anywhere. You know, you've got to keep positive. You know, I, I was quite positive in general. So if someone would tell me where to go F off and do this, do that, or they, they, they'd I speak to a lot of English people and they'd call Cousin Welsh, they'd see a lot of, they, they call me Indian and things like that, or, or they tell me to speak English because I, do you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you, you got you got to be positive, you know. You got to be positive. But of course, you're big into your football, and Love my football. You, of course, big big Swansea fan. That's why you're here. Massive, massive. But um, you also play football, and you know, played football at a decent level, didn't you as well? Yeah. Um, so I've always supported Swansea, like when they were done the vetch field. So yeah. you get a lot of like when Swans went to the Premier League, you get all these supporters and fans coming from nowhere, you know, yeah. filling it out 25,000 week in, week out. But I was down there, you know, when it's three or 4,000, the cold nights on the vetch field, I was going down like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of age. So I went, I'd been through all the, you know, the hard times, the good times. And, you know, it's a bit of a roller coaster, but, uh, yeah, I've supported Swan since I was a young age. I've gone to all like the, the big cup finals. I was there when we have to win in the last game of the season to stay in the football league, even when James yeah. Thomas scored a hat trick. I was down there. I was in the, I was, it was a big shot me in the news of the world. I've got like a scrapbook where I've got all the Swans memories, my footballing memories, playing football memories. But yeah, I was, um, I've, I've been playing Welsh League over the years and I was playing on the Swans when I was younger. I was playing mm-hmm. for Swansea City as a kid and that for a bit, but. I was just a bit of an idiot when I was a kid, if I'm being honest. I was, you know, going out drinking and I'd miss my football training to go and play football for the school. Uh, I'd be missing games because I'd be staying up late the night before when I was a teenager. Just look, looking back, I wish I'd changed it, you know. But when you're young, you, you're stupid, you do stupid things, you know, and I didn't realise at the time. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely love my football. I'm playing for Casino now. It's not a bad start. Well, it's, it's not the greatest, to be fair, but it's not bad. You know, it's just it's just local league it is at the minute. Good colours though. Yeah. Playing. Well, you know, like I told you, black. black and red. Our first yeah. team kit is literally is, is spot on to the Bournemouth kit, the black and red one, as you've probably seen on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Yep, lovely kit. Even the even the clothing range, nice, lovely. You know, nice fit in them. Lovely. What position did you play in, or do you play in? Well, it's. it's I only started playing as a striker when I was about 15 years of age. Um, when I first started playing football, must have been about six, seven years old. I was always like a centre midfielder because I, I was very up and down. You know, I, you know, I was, I was good at tackling. You know, I could pass a ball. I could chip in with the goal. So I was very up and down centre midfielder up until I was about 14, 15 years of age. Um, when, when I was signed for the Swans, 
I was actually picked up as a left back. So I'd I was playing for Swansea representatives. Um, I'd come on half time, I think it was, uh, and I've just gone to left back. I think just because I was a left footer, so they just put me back there. And I had a storm in forty five minutes. We were playing against the Swans, uh, so Swansea representatives against Swansea City, like uh, centre of excellence at the time, you know, thirteens, fourteens, um, and I had a, a, a great half. And they've just they've just picked me up just like from nowhere. Um, and I've gone there back as a centre midfielder, and then they've dropped me back as a left back. And I spent a few seasons there, and I just got released in the end. But I went back to my local team, which was Garn Village at the time. Uh, went back playing Welsh League and that, which was a, a good standard. Um, and I started playing up front, and I just just can't st- I haven't stopped scoring. You know, I was just, like I was scoring ridiculous amounts. Um, I thought at a time I was about 15, 16. I, you know, I was fit and sharp and I was scoring ridiculous amount of goals. And I thought, you know, I might have a chance here to like maybe get back into maybe, you know, that Swansea City sort of level, you know, youth team football, yeah. maybe have another crack or maybe a, a team would pick me up again. But just never happened. Uh, like I said, I got to about 17, 18. Then again, the, the beer then, that was the worst thing about it, you know? No, fair enough. Um, of course, we have, you know, but your idol... You know, growing up was David Beckham. Yeah, Canton on on Beckham. They used to call me the Canton or the call centre as well because the way I was and the way I used to stroll around the place and (laughs) just just my demeanour and the way I am. And of course, um, you know, I I was a big, big Beckham fan. In fact, I had him on my wall as well because, you know, he was just a majestic player to watch. Yeah. Just curling that ball in from a free kick. you know, the Greece game sticks out in my yeah. mind. You know, that goal. Um and the goal gets Wimbledon when at the halfway line, the one inside his own half where he's I think that was yeah. his first goal. Was that his debut or his first goal? It was one of his first games, wasn't it? The yes, halfway line gets Wimbledon. Yeah. And, uh, that's that's one the like you said, that and the Greece goals are iconic goals, aren't they? Yeah. And of course against Argentina as well in the World Cup. Um yeah. you know, that goal. That retribution as well. Oh, I was just, I was just gonna say about that. Uh, did you watch the documentary on uh, Netflix? Yes, yeah, I did, oh, yes. It, it, it's mad the, the amount of hate and death threats he had towards mm-hmm. him just because of that. It, and then he's obviously turned it round then and now literally everybody loves him again, you know? It's like that's forgotten about again, you know. I guess English football at the time was Expect, was, they were expecting to win things, you know. They had the yeah. Michael Owens, they had the, the Scholes, Gerrards, the Lampards, Beckham. They were expecting to win things, and they, yeah. And I think you know Beckham, you know, was a standout player. You know how yeah. he used to spray the ball from one side of the pitch to the other. You know, it was yeah. outstanding. And he was an icon as well. And he's a fashion icon, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. He married a Spice Girl. God's yeah, sake, exactly. everybody wanted just, to be him, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you did play in some charity games as well with Nev and a couple of the yeah. team from the call now, centre. I, I got to be honest, that was a good experience. Um, you know, meeting a lot of celebrities and and that played on the Liberty a few times. Funny enough, um, not long after Nev passed away, um, but eighteen months ago, I played in uh, another celebrity game down the the Liberty Stadium. That was in memory of Nev. Funny enough, and uh, yeah. you know. From the experience of being on the call centre, you know, I've met a lot of, you know, famous people. I, I've been involved in a lot of things, but it, it was, it was it went really big quick, but then it sort of like died really quick as well. Mm. But but like I said, made some, met some great people along the way and some I had some great experiences. And 
we were speaking just before you come on air about you know going to the Indian call center as well. Um, yeah, I'm quite that. that. Yeah, I am a little bit gutted about that because, like I said, going. I think they went for about three months filming. I think it was. Yeah. Um, you know, paid all and paid for and all that shebang. But I, I am a bit gutted because it would have been a great experience. But I felt because I had my loyalty because I mentioned earlier that uh, Twee that was in the program. Yeah. I'd finished working in the call center. Twee had set his own call center up. I'd gone to work for him, and Nev was on the blower, and he was asking me, you know, to go back out and that. And I was like, you know, what do I do? I'd be on the program again. The money wasn't great at all. Like we had nothing for the first and second series. It was just like an experience, and I got to be honest, we got a bit tucked up. If anything, I think Nev made a wedge from it. I think Haley had yeah. bits and pieces from the program, but. Uh, the rest of us had absolutely nothing, but because it was the third series in India, and because the first series and the second series were so successful, I think they wanted to make sure the third one was as well. So they were trying to get us out there, and they were offering a few thousand pounds, and I it was it was next to nothing. I could what they were offering, I could have earned that working anyway in the call center, you know. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm like I said, I'm glad that I I didn't go, but my loyalty was to my friend Twee because he had given me a job because he'd set up his own call center. Um, not long after I finished the call centre, you see. Um, I've got to ask at this point, of course, Hayley was the tea lady. Um, yes, she's done well. I've got to be honest, she's done really well. She's uh, doing the odd documentary for the BBC, you know, just yeah. the things about like fake tan, mental health and other yeah. things, you know. Did she make a bad cup of tea, though? Oh, she, honestly, good. She could fuck up a glass of squash, that girl could. Honestly. <laughs> She was bloody useless at everything, honestly. <laughs> um, tea tastes like shit. Um, I think Nev was, he, he took such a shine to her. I think he, yeah. her attendance was poor. She, was, she wasn't the best on the phones. She was a liability. She was loud. She was hard work. But I think Nev took such a shine to her. I think he was just trying, trying his best to keep her in some sort of a job, you know, whether it be a tea lady or a cleaner, you know. Yeah, fair but, uh, play to him. Fair play to him. Because she was always late, you know, sick and absolute nightmare, you know. Uh, she had ADHD and, and a few other things, and that didn't help. But uh, like I said, I think Nev took such a shine. He just wanted to keep her in the company and wanted to keep her in a job. So, she, you know, she had money and that. And because of the series as well, you know, there was more reason to keep her there. Because obviously she'd done very well, you know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And she's doing really, really well to this point. I know she was on yeah. Radio Wales, wasn't she? Yeah, she's got her own uh, station, uh, channel or something, uh, talk station or something, chat show. She does that. She, I know she's doing it now, but she's doing it regular for a while. Uh, but like I said, she does the odd BBC documentary. But what I think helped her, she was, you know, she, she was loud, she was likeable. Uh, she could be hard work, but like after the sort of, series like stopped and that she she like she had like a good agent and she was like doing the nuts magazines the zoo magazine she had a tits done you know so yeah. that was that was you know that helped her and then she did a few documentaries for the bbc so she's she's always sort of like kept in the eye sort of thing and had a bit of media and a bit of press and that you know I've got one story, actually, um, and I did tell you a little bit earlier on, but I'll tell it on the show as well. Um, I did actually speak to Nev. I did speak to Nev. And yeah, it was did. quite funny because what we had it was during lockdown, 
we had this account um, and this account, you know, had a picture of one of the colleagues on it, female colleague, um, reaching out to people and everybody had access to it. So everybody was adding it. And I saw that somebody had added Nev. So I thought, right, I am calling that straight away. Managed to get through to him. And I tell you what, what the conversation... Was it, like, was, it like, was it sad and dated to him? What, what, what type of call was it? What, what were you doing? It was actually a phone system. I was trying to sell yeah. him a phone system. Um, so I called up. Well, like a, I... like an, an iPhone or something, is it? Or Samsung? No, or... no, it was desk phones. That are desk, desk phones, phone, yeah. Yeah, desk phones. Um, and... It was just brilliant, the conversation he had. He had so much time, you know, didn't buy the phone system, mind, but, you know, it was just brilliant, you know, the camaraderie. You sat by a pool. Yeah. Like like I said, that, that could have been in holiday or could have been in his back garden at the time. But, yeah. Uh... I know that, it, I think it was it a peach daiquiri he said he had at the time, but it was just brilliant. He was just himself. Ne Nev used to like a drink at a party. Uh, he was a very strange character because he used to like a drink, but at the same time, he's he's very religious as well. And mm. it it was just his his personality and his characteristics was just like just a bit bonkers, you know. You, like you would, I I would not have him down as a religious man, you know, but he no. was because he liked the party, he liked the drink, he was very sociable, he's very outgoing and that. And then I just could not imagine him praying on a Sunday, you know. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. But he was such a gentleman and, you know, he did look yeah. after the team, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, big time. And one thing that always struck me with him is, even though, let's be honest, business is business. Sometimes, as a business owner that Nev was, there was those decisions he had to make which were tough. Yeah, higher fire. Yeah, because yeah. the, the the company went into like a sort of a liquidation sort of um, time uh, after the series had finished, and it was very sort of cutthroat then. So, like I said, at one point there was about six, seven hundred people working there, and like nearly all of them went. You know, apart mm -hmm. from one or two here and there. But I actually got sacked. I did, surprisingly, but. I think it was because of the position the company was in. I think it was just like I got sacked, and it's just an excuse for me to go. Then another person off the wage bill, you know. Yeah, no, fair enough. I can understand. You know that, of course, times got hard. You know, and it was a there was a little bit of a downturn, wasn't there? In you know the financial landscape at the time, wasn't there? 
Yeah, exactly. The, the company was struggling. I, I, I don't know whether they overemployed or whether the funding was pulled because you were doing loft and uh, wall insulation and boiler grants and things like that. So I, I don't really too, know too much uh, in detail. You know, like I said, it could have been just two funding grants. It could have been like the wage bill. I'm not too sure in, you know, what exactly it was about. But like I said, I, I got sacked. It wasn't even my fault at the time. But they asked me to go back a couple of weeks later, funny enough. But like I said, I went to work for Twee. Um, they realised that, that it wasn't my fault. So I basically had left the room uh, and someone had put porn on my computer. So I got I got done for for, for that, basically. Some idiot that sat by me has gone onto my computer, put a load of porn on my computer. I've gone back and one of the managers has gone on there and seen it's on there and he thinks I put it on there. Do you know what? That's well, something that, that always happened in call centres. So. Oh, they do it, it, it in the job. I mean, now they just do it for fun. Now I think it's just accepting. I think it's just like you just click it off. But like, yeah. like I said, back then I got sacked. No, that, and it wasn't my fault. <laughs> no, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you do still speak to Twee. Um, you know, and are you still working for Twee? No, I'm uh, actually working for. Mark Standish, who there was glimpses of him on the program he, yeah. at the time, he was a solicitor for the company. Mm-hmm. So he had left there uh, himself, and there's a couple of others that had set up uh, another call center when, when Nev's place was on his, on its way down. They'd left there and basically set up their own place. So I'd been working for them. Uh, I, I left, I think it was 2014. The call center, like I was there 2011 to 2014. I went to work for two for about two years, 2014 to 16, and the last sort of seven eight years, I've been where I'm at now, which is um, for three people that actually used to work for now. They set up their own place, so I'm doing life insurance now, which is really good and it's really good money in it. So I'm enjoying that. Excellent stuff. Um, Same job just... though. Same job. Yeah. On the phones, selling rather than selling like, like uh, you know boilers, insulation. Uh, loft and walls, uh, it's, it's different products, same sort of thing, life insurance, but uh, the money's better than life insurance. To be honest, you know, sales is a place where you can make some good, good money. Oh. And, you know, I'm still in it. I'm still it, in it. It is surprising, you know, people say, oh, yeah, you're in, uh, you're in a call center job, or you're nuisance calling, you're cold calling, oh, it's just another call center. It's surprising because there, there's a lot of friends of mine that have got very good jobs, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I earn a lot more, a lot more than or more than a lot of them, you know, that, that are on very good jobs. I guess it's the hunger as well, isn't it? You know, the hunger to oh. keep succeeding, keep, you know, get hitting those targets. You know, sales isn't for everybody if oh, they haven't not. got that hunger in them. But no. You've got to be mentally strong because it can be draining. Uh, but like I said, you've got to be positive, uh, enthusiastic, but mentally driven because, like, like I said, it, it can affect you. But as long as you're in a good base... It, it's down to you how much you want to earn effectively. You know, it's, it is, it, to a certain effect, it is uncapped, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of money to be earned. Yeah, there is. And, you know, that's that's why I'm still in it. In fact, I did leave the sales industry for a while, you know, and I think it was for about 18 months. I say a while, 18 months. And I thought, I want to get back into it. So, yeah. yeah, it's a good buzz. It is a good buzz as well. It's like, I think yeah. I get the same sort of uh, buzz. You know, if I'm playing football, I score a goal and I, I get a buzz, you know, or if I'm on the phone, uh, I sell a, a policy to a customer. I get that buzz, you know? 
yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Um, from the call center, do you still speak? Who do you still speak to? So I'm obviously I was really close with Griff before he sadly passed. I was really close with Mayor before he sadly passed. Um, and actually went to a celebrity match about a month or two before Nev passed. So I'm glad I seen him and went to that game because I hadn't spoken to him for a while before that, just because no particular reason, but we just sort of grew apart a little bit. Yeah. But we got back in contact through COVID and this this celebrity game was coming up. So you started speaking again regular before he passed. Obviously, I used to go see Griff regularly. Uh, Griff sort of kept himself to himself. He used to go play football golf all the time. He used to go play football for him. I used to go to his house, visit him, you know, speak regular on social media on the phone, send each other jokes, uh, that sort of thing. Um, I went to his comedy nights a lot after the call center. He did comedy nights, so I went to yeah. them a lot and supported him. Um, I speak to Haley quite regular. Um, yeah. I seen Haley a couple of months ago, but I speak to her quite regular on Instagram and that. Um, Twee, I was really close with for, for many years, but since he's had a sort of his business, he's had uh, children. Um, I haven't spoken to him as much. We're still close, you know. We still speak here and there, but not seen him as much. But uh, yeah, but Haley and, and Twee, but a lot of the people that were on the program that didn't have airtime, mm -hmm. I'm still close to now uh, and work for now, but they weren't like heavy feature they were just like sort of background or saying one or two things i work with quite a lot of them now that were that were working in the call center the people that weren't heavily featured was it out of their own choice did they choose not to really well get had, if they didn't want to be uh be in it they had to sign it or they just uh the bbc would like cut and edit them then you see they did have a choice some people didn't care some people were like really against it yeah no fair enough Fair enough. Well, of course, you're all big Swansea fans. Um, I know Griff was a big Swansea fan. Nev was a big massive, Swansea yeah. fan. Me, me Griffin, Griff and Nev, massive Swansea City fans. Loved our yeah. football. Always took pleasure as well. I remember in Cardiff getting beat. Oh, Griff, uh, Nev used to take me down the Swans all the time. Uh, she used to have like good seats mm. and like food before the games. Uh, that came with the seats, free drink and all that. I used to go down and I went down to a card game and once he had a box and that. But like I used to go down literally every single week with every so free tickets, literally all the big games where no one could get tickets for, you know, Arsenal, Man United, you know, all the big teams. And uh it was it was it was very handy being friends with them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, Swansea unfortunately are back in the championship. Um and it's been a tough old season so far this season what's gone wrong do you feel since the Premier League days a lot of people are blaming the owners uh, and, and rightly so they just they bleed the money out of the club if if you come across a good player or youth product they just shipped out straight away for for you know tens of millions even and the, it just seems like the money's not then put back into the club the club are always looking like for the, you know, a free transfer or uh, a loanee type player but it's like the amount of money they've accumulated you know over the years for transfers for players you know Wilfred Borney, Joe Allen, Ben Davis, Connor Robbers you know th this players have gone for tens of millions you know and it just seems like they haven't been putting the money back into the club so we've you know gone backwards a bit um just seem to be going through managers a lot now um and Last few seasons as well, there hasn't seemed to be many sort of youth players coming through that have yeah. potentially lived up to being a first team regular. 
Um, I mean, like I said, over the years, we've had Joe Allen, you know, Connor Roberts. We've had many youngsters, Ben Davis, you know, many youngsters that have have come through and, you know, grown as a player, developed and moved on for big money. But it just seems that we haven't got those type of players at the minute coming through and we're trying to, like, sort of scrimp by but getting a loan in, a free transfer in here and there. But it just seems like they're taking the money out of the club that, you know, a lot of the fans aren't happy with the owners. The build-up, um, you know, to actually get into the Premier League in the first place. You know, Swansea were a beautiful side to watch. Oh, yeah, brilliant. You know, in the yeah. Championship, under Hugh Jenkins and, of course, Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, it's like we lost our way as well. You know, we lost the, the, mm. the players and we, we've gone backwards a bit and we haven't invested in the, the team like we should have. And uh, it's, it's, we've lost our way, we've gone backwards a bit. And I honestly can't see us leaving the championship for many years. I can see us being one of those club clubs that's just going to hover on the championship for many years. I can't see us going down because we always seem to have enough to stay up. And I, at the same time, I don't think we've got enough quality then to, to push ourselves back up and kick on again because we're not investing enough and we're just not bringing the right players to do that. We, you know, we're always hovering about the mid-table. You know, we'll go down a bit, we'll come back up a bit. We go, we, we know we're there, you know, mid-table a little bit up, a little bit, you know, we're not kicking on or, or we're not, not dropping too low either. So it's like we're, we've gone to like a mediocre championship team now. We're neither here, we're neither there, you know? I think it was, it was, was it 2011 that you got promoted to yeah. the Premier League, didn't you? Yeah. It, through the playoff final. And then that following season, if I'm right in thinking, was I went, that? It was Reading. Uh, yes. the Bradford and the, uh, Reading was the playoff, yeah. uh, which we went up. And then uh, we had Bradford in the cup then, and we won the Carling Cup. Was it the Carling Cup or the Worthington Cup? Carling Cup, I think. Carling Cup, I think it was, wasn't it? Changes, it? It changes the name so much, yeah. I can't keep up with it. I don't even know what it's called now. I got the Liverpool game on here, I don't even know what the cup's called, or Carabao Cup, which just popped up. But they changed yeah. the name so much, I can't keep up with it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I went I went to the final then as well, uh, where we beat Bradford 5-0. So. But we've had some, honestly, great memories, brilliant memories. You know, we within a season or two, you know, we, we've won the Carling Cup, we're in Europe, you know. We've had some great times as... Uh, as a Swans fans, but we've had some shit times as well, you know. Did you manage to go to any of the um, European games? No, I was I was meant to go to one in Austria. I can't remember what it was, but I didn't end up going. I was getting a bad, but that would have been a good experience. The Valencia game looked good. The sun was shining. I think uh, we, we won that as well. And there was um, one player, actually, but just wanted to bring it up, you know, from the Premier League years. I think it was the first season you was in the Premier League. Meet you. Me too. Oh, what a steely he was. I think he was only about yeah. a million and a half, two million a push, I think he was. Yeah. And steely was. And uh, he, he had a great season. I think there was clubs coming in for him. And then I think we held off a bit then. And then he tailed off because he picked up injuries and that then. And he, he just sort of just fizzled out and then disappeared back to Spain and that. I think he, tr- he tried playing lower league Spain and, like I said, struggled with injuries ever since. But uh, that that one season, he was, he was, he was brilliant. Unbelievable. He was electric, really, wasn't he? Yeah. Really, just, really good player. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't quite the nine, but he wasn't quite the ten. He was, just, uh, he, he was a funny player, but he was a top, top player. So, of course, you got ourselves in this next round of the Cup, in the FA Cup. Um, we've already played each other once so far this season. But we are a lot better side now than we was the last time 
we played you. How yeah, do you think? Us going away, I can't see us getting a result at all. I don't fancy us in the Championship, never mind playing against a Premier League team. How do you think, though, you could stop us? Is there any way of stopping Bournemouth in full flow? I, I got I got to be honest. Like it, with the Swans, you don't know the messing about with the lineup so much. You don't know what who's going to start from one game to the next. I tell you, he's a, a, a very good player. He's got a lot of potential that I, I think could kick on and maybe sort of play lower league Premier League teams as uh, Patino. But um, he hasn't been playing regular with us either. He's in and out again. He, he should be starting all the time. He's he's a quality player. So yeah. he could be he could be one to watch tomorrow if he's uh, if he's playing. Balassi, you know, his best years are behind him, but I think on his day, I think he could cause uh, trouble tomorrow if he starts. I think he's in contention for a start from what I was reading up earlier. So I think, you know, Patino and Balassi, them two could be the ones to watch for me. So like I said, Patino technically gifted. He's a youngster. He's coming through. He's gaining first-team football with the Swans at the minute. And like I said, Balassi, you know, he's, he's got experience. And on his day, you know, he's looked good, you know, in parts for the Swans. And if he turns up, he could be a handful because he's always been awkward and he's always been a handful. So I'd say watch out for them too. I think them two could be the ones that could, you know, maybe cause an upset. But I can't see if I'm being honest. Well, you've got Jamal Lowe back on loan. Um, I think he's gone, he's gone backwards. I think honestly he's gone backwards. Mm. You know, in his first spell with Swansea, what what did you make of him? Like, like again, another player very awkward. You, you don't know what you're going to get from him from one game to the next. He's uh, he's very inconsistent. He can look, he can look sharp, and he can look. At, I'm going to say a world beater, but he can look like he can do a job one day, and then he can just go completely missing the next. And I, it's just like we haven't got the same Jamal Low that we had a few seasons ago. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he, he doesn't even look a threat at the minute. He's had one or two goals and that, but he doesn't look like he can be a reliant number nine, number ten sort of type player that's going to con- score goals consistently. I just, I just can't see it. He's very frustrating. Just goes missing, you know. You do have some good players though in the squad, and you know that's that's the thing that surprised me why Swansea aren't higher up in the Championship. Um, you know. Do you feel that the manager is, you know, one thing is at fault, or do you feel that, you know, it's a case of? I, I, it's, a, it's a bit of everything, if I'm being honest. Like I said, investing uh, in the squad, and then it's down to the managers to buy the right players. Yeah. Um, like I said, we Patino. I think he's a very good loanee. Um, mm-hmm. Blassi, you know, it's, it's hard to tell. Now his contracts up. No, I think it's this week. His contracts up. It's only like a two month loan. Uh, two yeah. and five one, sorry. Um, but like I said, his, his best years look behind him, but at the same time, he's, he's looked really good and sharp in parts, and he looks like he could be a handful. But like I said, we've got a few good players, but strength and depth, I think we need a good few more players if we're going to kick on and push for you know playoffs and automatic positions because we're not going to be doing it at the minute. Like I said, managers in and out. The, I I don't know much about this new manager, so I can't comment. It's still early days. He's only been there a few games, so it's going to be interesting to see how he's going to do. You know, he's from now until the end of the season. Whether you know he's going to build ready for next season, I'm assuming now because I can't see us doing anything this year. We're not going to go up, and we're certainly not going to go down. Of course, there was that change, wasn't there? Um, it was in December that Michael Duff got sacked, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know why. There was just something about him. I was just never fussed and uh, his decisions and um, 
picking certain players and making substitutes certain times of the game and and things like that. I just, I don't know. I, just, I never took a shine to Michael Duff, so it'll be interesting to see how the new manager does. But you know, it's, it's a great job to have. You know, Swansea are a great club. Yeah, but um, it all depends what backing he's going to get. If he's going to get some money over the summer, I can't see it. I, th- I think it's going to be the same again, where we're going to be looking at free, free players or players that are a few hundred grand or loan players again. But it's, the investment has been shit, if I'm honest, the last few seasons. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I do this with all guests, Chickenhead, um, and this is well the prediction. The prediction. Um, I know that you've said you can't see us. No. Nah. See you getting anything against us, I should say. What do you think the score will be? Honestly, I suppose it depends if Bournemouth. You know, if they're going to put. It's hard to predict these FA Cup ties. Yeah. Uh, because you don't know what lineup or what team is going to start from one game to the next. You know, some games like focusing on the leagues where they're going to rest players, or some teams going to focus on, right, we'll try and win a cup. You know, it's hard to predict what the lineups are going to be. But if, if both teams are going to put their strongest lineups, oh, I don't know. I, I, 3 1, I fancy Bournemouth, if I'm being honest. You know, I, Realist, if I'm being realistic, I fancy Bournemouth to win, but you know, I'd like to see an upset, don't get me wrong. But personally, I can't see it happen based on how we played this season so far. Do you know what? You're the third person to actually predict, you know, against your own team. Um, I think we will probably did you see the third person or the first person? The third person, the third person, yeah, not the first person, the third person. Has has someone else done it? Yeah, um. Sheffield United. Sheffield oh, United I... was the first one. Who was the second one? Um, well, I, I, I thought you meant this. you'd spoken to other two people from Swansea or something. No, 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 no. The third person to go against your own team. But I think we will probably will get through. But I think he's going to yeah. be tougher. I think he's going to be tougher than we think because we've got a little bit of a makeshift back four at the moment. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. And like I said, it all depends if... If Bournemouth will rest players and think, all right, we'll you know we'll rest players now for the next Premier League fixtures, or we got big games coming up, and we want to make sure we stay away from safety and all that. You know, it's hard to predict, but yeah, I think you have more than enough to to beat us. No, fair enough, fair enough. Well, before I let you go, or what's next up for Chickenhead? Have you got any other plans? Are you going to be playing in any more matches, charity matches? Um. Something crops up here and there, but um, off the top of my head, I've got nothing planned that's coming up. Obviously, I'll be speaking to Leicester City, uh, your, your friend there next Monday. Yes, but, yeah, yeah, but that's as far as it goes. To be fair, just uh, pretty quiet at my end. I don't, I don't use Twitter as much as I used to. Um, I'm not big on the old. So I use a bit of Facebook, and I only set up Instagram about a year. I'm not big on the old social media like I used to be. You know. No, I think I've just, gone, I've just gone old and boring, I think. <laughs> I, can't <be laughs> bit mental. I can't be a bit mental. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, Chickenhead. I keep, I keep yes, calling man. you Chickenhead. I should call you Matthew. Yeah, it's a funny old nickname, isn't it? Yeah, I'll tell you what, it's an absolutely brilliant nickname. What was my nicknames? Um, Scooby was one of them, um, because I ran like Scooby-Doo at football. <laughs> 
Um, and somebody once called me the beast. Um, I don't know where that come from, but I think you, it you, look was... a, I got, you look a bit of a lump, is it? Well, well, I don't know where it come from. I think it was in Federaki, and uh, you know this really weird story. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> you don't know who's watching. I was but... watching a podcast. I was watching a podcast the other day. Funny, Ali McCoyst and uh, I can't remember it was. Uh, or oh, Andy Townsend, uh, Talk Sport. Uh, you should watch that. Search that. It's funny where you got people calling in and and. Uh, they're saying the nicknames they've heard of. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, listen to us. It's a great one. And I love Ali McCoy. I'd love to go see him as, uh, do a guest speaking night. I think he's hilarious. Great commentator, pundit. And uh, he's brilliant on the talk sport as well. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you know, I abs- of course, we are the talk sport network channel for AFC Bournemouth as well. So, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll be delighted to hear that as well. Because they... oh, I, I absolutely love Ali McCoy. I could watch yeah. him all day. You know the, the Paul Gascoigne stories. I went to see yes. Paul. I went to see Paul Gascoigne uh, last year. I did, and uh, he was brilliant. Honestly, absolutely brilliant. And all the stories McCoy has about Gaza, they're hilarious. Me and Griff used to listen to him all the time. He's a gent as well, because of course yeah. Gaza he lives around here. Yeah. What is he? Do- oh, yeah, he's down that way, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's down here. In fact, it's quite funny um, because I yeah, was. I forgot he was down south. You know, he's from north. He's down south, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's down here, and uh, I was taking the little, and you know, he'll always speak to people. Unfortunately, I haven't spoken to him in any depth. Um, you know, one of a couple of my friends have, but he was with his family, so I didn't want to disturb him. But I saw him. It was I was taking my son to um, like this splashdown water park thing. And there was Gaza. And I was just, and my son was like, Who are you looking at? I had a great picture with him. And uh, he's, he's looked up to me, like, looked up to me, going, No, oh, you've got a good barnet, he said to me. Oh, he's, he's hilarious. You've got a great barnet, he said to me. And uh, it's funny you mentioned with Gaza. I don't know if you watched back in the show. I came in one morning and uh, I was absolutely pissed as a fart, stinking a booze. I haven't been home the night before. I've gone straight into work. Stinking was I've sat next to sat next to Griff and he's he's looked at me, shaked his head, he goes, You're gonna end up like Gaza, you are. And I and I was like, What? And I, went, I said to him, I said, How long do you think Gaza's got left? And he goes, Um, 90 minutes plus injury. <laughs> Honestly, bonkers. Because at the time Gaza had just been taken into hospital. Yeah. Because he'd had uh, uh, an issue with his drinking again, didn't he? And uh, I'd come in stinking the booze. Oh, it was hilarious. I, I, I think I spat my coffee out at the time. That's what makes a cool centre, though. Oh, That's honestly. what makes a cool centre. It's people like Griff, you know, who just come out with things when you're oh, not expecting it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the bloke was bonkers, honestly. Man is a box of frogs. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, honestly, it's it's just such a shame he's not here with us. You know, oh, I swear down right. You would have, you would love this. I'd have him sitting next to me, and he would probably be pushing me out of the way the first time. Yeah, he's just gonna just yap, yap, yap. Me, me, me. Talk about himself. All he's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He'd love this now. He'd come off here and think he's a professional football pundit or commentator or something. He'd come off after this. He'd be telling everyone about it. He'd be sharing it. He'd be posting it. He'd come off. You think he's Guy Lineker, honestly. Do you know what? I would love to do that. You know, I would have loved to have done that. Uh, you know, Griff. And actually, I would have brought my mate along as well. It's Pat. 
and just let the yeah. two of them have well, a conversation. You should go on YouTube um, uh, and type in his uh, Griff's best bits and are oh, hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's well worth uh, a watch. Yeah. Some good bits. Most definitely. Well, Chickenhead, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you so, yeah. so, so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem at all. Do go and enjoy Lester Till I Die um, next yeah. Monday. You know, he's jumped in there, hasn't he, Chris? Well, I've got to be honest, I had a message off him. I, 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 can, I didn't even know we were playing Leicester on Tuesday. I, I, had to go on and check, I had to go on and check the fixtures. I was like, are we home and away? You know, because I was focused on this game now because it's the FA Cup. You know, it's a bit of a big fixture, I suppose, because we're playing uh, a Premier League team. Uh, and like I said, I had to go and check the fixtures. I didn't even know we were playing Leicester on Tuesday. But I look forward to that. Yeah, he's a good lad. He's a good lad. I'll try and wrangle a ticket off him. I'll see if he can sort me out a ticket. I'll, I'd go up, Ben, see? Yeah, do it. Do it, mate. Do it. I'll, I'll try my best. He I'll does a watch along a lot of the time as well. So I'll tell you what, try and get <laughs> try and get a place on his watch along. Just I, I was gonna, him up. I was going to come to, down to Bournemouth many years ago. I, I don't know if you remember, Sean McDonald. Yes. Um, so me and Sean McDonald used to play in the same team uh, as kids down the Swans. We used to play against each other and that. Uh, I play, Sean played in the celebrity matches I played in as well. Lovely lad. I've known him since I was about eight, nine years old from playing against him and playing with him. Uh, he was playing for Bournemouth, didn't he, for, for yep. a number of years. Yeah, There's good player. Clips, clips uh, of him playing against some top professionals. Yeah. I think one one game he's playing against Ronaldo in one, one game, I think in a friendly or something. Yes, it he, was. Before, I think it was. Realm was it the Real Madrid friendly? I'm sure it was. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I mean, yeah. it might, I think it was. I don't know. There's a preseason tour or something like that. And he's got a great picture on social media of him and Ronaldo. Yeah, we did Fair get point. battered by Real Madrid, but you know, hey, yeah, it so, happens. <laughs> yeah, he's a lovely lad, Sean is. Yeah, yeah, he is, and you know, good player as well. Good, good yeah, player. Yeah, player. Club. Still, still can play now, mind. Even though he's retired from the professional game, he's uh, playing for Penabon now, and uh, uh, sort of like. The Welsh Premier, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You can still you can still play a bit. Yeah. Good yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get him on here at some point. You know, that would be ideal. But yeah, yeah, that's no problem. Um, I I got shown on all my social medias. We have a chat here and there, uh, on the inbox and and that. So if if you want me to ask him, there's no problem. Yeah, let's get him on. Let's get Sean McDonald on. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be worth it because obviously he's played for, for Swansea and he's played for Bournemouth, isn't it? So it'd be well worth it. Definitely, definitely, mate. But no, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, we'll, no, problem no doubt catch up on social media uh, very, very soon. Yeah, no problem at all. Top man. Cheers, mate. Thanks. And thank you, everybody, for joining us on this show. Hit the like, the subscribe, the bell button below and let us know your predictions for the game. Do check out all of our other interviews as well. We've had Steve Cook, Steve Fletcher on here, um, plus lots, lots more. Joe Roach, um, there's lots of content to enjoy. But until the next video, up the cherries. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.